You're listening to the Dirty Dozen Podcast, episode 31. This week's artist. Well, we're still going off of the last one. This is actually 29C. This is the final C. <laughs> the deep C. Deep blue C. This is in the C. I'm sorry. Anyway, we're going through the 12 artists that you should be listening to. And we've done some good artists so far. But I'm excited to show you what we have left for today. We saved the best for last. Starting with <laughs> my man. Fresh from a backpacking trip through the Himalayas, Jacob Newkirk. <laughs> and I'm Rob Hype. And of course, welcome to the Dirty Dozen Podcast, where we discuss various artists and their music while pounding back a few drams. I'm Rob. And I'm Jake. There you go. Last stretch right now. Home stretch, boy. That's what I say right there. We're drinking... You know, Diet Coke. We're drinking... <laughs> <laughs> we're drinking Buffalo Trace. We just finished... Diet Buffalo Trace. Well, we're... Well, <laughs> It's not bu- Diet Buffalo Trace. We're, we're switching between uh, bourbon and soft drinks of various sorts, but mostly mm. sparkling water. Tasty so, bourbon, though. But the bourbon, though, we, we pretty much killed the bottle. So not in one sitting, but we killed what was remaining. A big bottle. old 1.5 liter we just <laughs> pounded. <laughs> there you go. Jake, calm down. <laughs> I'm a ventriloquist. That's right. I actually came out of my, my speaker. I'll, I'll, I'll shift it in the edit. <laughs> <laughs> pan, pan it over it over you, I'll just slide it over um, <laughs> before we begin we'll be critically reviewing the songs we will share under 30 seconds of each tune unless there is a specific issue or criticism that we need to highlight and then we may do a second clip we have Apple Music and Spotify playlists just search Official Dirty Dozen on either service to listen to our list in their entirety this way all the money for playing tunes will always head back to each artist we have also created a current episode Dirty Dozen podcast playlist which will automatically update with each podcast to the current podcast. So subscribe once and always be updated. I also created a YouTube playlist. Just go to our website, 30dozenpodcast.com. And if you look at the episode, on the bottom it will say new 12 artists you should be listening to YouTube playlist. Click on there and you'll watch all music videos and concert footage from the artist. It's great. Now, as I said before, we're going through... Well, 12 artists you should be listening yeah, to. Last four. And we're down to the last four. So if you haven't heard part A or part B, I suggest go back and listen to them first. Mm-hmm. We're going to start with C today, and that's the final one. We're at the home stretch. Here we go. Jake, what is your artist we should be listening to? Here it is. This is uh, an artist, not a band, actually. Uh, it's one dude. His name is Scott H. Byram. Esquire. He's known. Yeah. <laughs> He's known as the dirty old one-man band from Texas, self-proclaimed. Um, he's been at it for actually quite a while. This guy, he, he plays kind of countrified bluegrass blues, channels like Muddy Waters and Lightning Hopkins, with some Doc Watson kind of bluegrass, but with like a punk attitude. I've always considered him one of our generation's like great bluesmen, and I think he's kind of underrated and people should know about him. What was the name again? Scott Byron? Scott H. Byron. The H stands for hell of a kisser, darling. That's what he'll tell you. Yeah, the dude can get down. Some of his songs can also, they, they sting in the heart. So he's got some like more upbeat ones and then some more of those like, you know, sad country-ish ones. But he's a fascinating guy. He wears like Velcro shoes, the trucker hat, the trucker like mustache, the handlebar mustache. I know you were sporting that sometimes. You've, you've Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I even have a tattoo of him actually right here. Oh, wow. It's that. The drumstick, chicken drumstick with the trucker hat and the... Uh, oh, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. So, and it takes a lot to get a tattoo. Uh, 
Yeah, especially oh, I, I thought it was inappropriate to be anatomically correct with that. that but that's <laughs> whatever. Hey, that's why it's in my armpit. Not everyone. <laughs> yeah, it's it's hard to really quickly surmise this guy, but there's there's a few quotes that I pulled that I I thought really was was good to kind of say what he is. So here we go. Here's the first one. Byram is the kind of guy you don't laugh at all the way, just in case he really is crazy. We all want to be entertained, but nobody wants to be stabbed in the head with a screwdriver there you go that's probably true <laughs> then there's half dirty blues half underground punk half honky tonk half revival meeting shut up about the math you'll see the light and then the last one is uh, on may 11th 2003 one month after being hit head-on by an 18-wheeler at 75 miles per hour he took the stage at the continental club in austin texas in a wheelchair Ivy still dangling from his arm with two broken legs, a broken foot, a broken arm, and one foot less of his lower intestine. Byron unleashed his trademark musical wrath. So I think he, he has an infatuation with truck drivers and, and big 18-wheelers, and it may be because of his like close call with death. And you can go on YouTube and see yeah. as they like excavated him from his smashed car, and like you see his leg laying this way and everything. But he's dark, but really funny witty dude and he just like i said he tours i see him every time he comes through kind of he recognizes me because i'm always like at the shows and you're the one with the tattoo of him uh, yeah i never showed him the tattoo because that would be weird but uh maybe i will one day <laughs> fell in love with the music and think he should be be known by a lot of people it's kind of like lo-fi stuff because it's not like he i mean he makes the records out of his his house um he signed to bloodshot records from chicago so they're not a big label but they're they're still somewhat known um, and he's been doing it forever. He has a vast catalog. It's really hard to narrow it down to three songs, but I tried to pick some stuff that just stands out to me um, and maybe represents what he does. So the first one is a song called Bend Down Too Long. Oh, there it is. Got it. It's Been Down Too Long, by the way. Mm-hmm. B-E-E-N. Yeah, I thought you said Ben Down Too Long. With B-E-N. I don't know, two E's. <laughs> I been, been. If you'd have said been down too long, I would Maybe have said Maybe I said it. only one E. You said been down too long. I thought you said bend down too long. Oh, that's a whole different song. Well, that would that, that would explain <laughs> the position he's in on your arm. <laughs> Stop. sort of like robert johnson meets johnny cash and and then some like he's yeah. definitely pulling from that for sure but yeah that's what i mean he's like from texas uh you could tell he's not faking it it's just the stuff he does oh yeah that's and, great yeah, yeah, I, can yeah. See, I can see like he's, he's just off but it's a good off yeah and he's an entertainer like you go see him and he's like the one-man band like i said but he has a trigger for his foot so he'll do that kind of percussion thing while he stomps um it's it's really him just up there by himself just him by himself and he's a good storyteller so in between songs he's just sitting there like it's the kind of guy you just want to hang out with like he has a million stories he's just making you crack up but he's he's also a little dark yeah, but yeah. it's just yeah he's a fascinating dude yeah no that, that was cool so what do yeah. we got what's number two uh next one this is a bit more of a heartbreaker it's called still drunk still crazy still blue and it's off the something's wrong lost forever album this one might be one of his more known songs um, I think it's been covered maybe by some other people too, so you may some people might recognize it. Well the broken part of me and this trouble so hard and it's washed up way living 
anyway. No, it's pretty good. Last, I'm I'm trying to pick the third song because I have a few written down here. Uh, let's go with "Blood, Sweat, and Murder." I think to kind of give a nice, uh, well-rounded representation. And what made you pick that song? Was it <laughs> Satan? <laughs> Satan? Is that Dana Carvey uh, reference? Uh, <laughs> oh, sorry. Oh. I'm dating myself, but the the. the... The good thing about dating yourself is you always score. <laughs> if you can reference '90s SNL, then you're okay. Oh, there you go. <laughs> well, let's listen to "Blood, Sweat, and Murder." Blood, Sweat, and Murder. Uh, it is. Wholesome classic. <laughs> uh, that was a kid's album, wasn't it? <laughs> no, yeah, I think it was a Disney record. <laughs> yeah, it must have been. Uh, no, it was really cool. And that, that was a interesting guy I'd never heard of, but he sounds great. It's going to be hard to top with your last one, so we'll see what comes up. We'll see. My next band. This is a band. This is probably the biggest band that I'm going to talk about. I had to switch a band at the last minute, and these guys came back in. It's not a huge band by... You know, it's not like I'm going to say, and it's Queen, or, you know, nothing (laughs) (laughs) nothing like that. It's a band that's going on today. It's called Cage the Elephant. They kind of constantly reinvent themselves based on different albums. You can, you get a different vibe from them on every album you hear them because they kind of grow in different ways. I think a lot of it goes to do with who they're listening to at the time and who they're on tour with. Because the, mm. the name of the band came from the singer in an incident in 2006 when a mentally disturbed man approached the band after a show and he hugged Schultz and kept repeating the sentence, you have to cage the elephant, man. You have to cage the elephant. Mm-hmm. You have to cage it, man. And over and over and over. So he kind of, <laughs> that's how it came to be. Oh, that's uh, cool. And you know the band's pretty good when your drummer goes down sick and Dave Grohl fills in for a year for you. Oh, he did? I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah. I think they were on tour with him, but he just kind of filled in and played. Sure, that's so cool. Opening up, yeah. You can't be a bad band if that happens, right? They have, what, five albums? First one is where I first heard them, actually. In uh, 2009, the first one came out, and the last one came out in 2019. Cage the Elephant is the album, just mm. as the name. Straight Ahead Indie Rock, really a favorite of mine. Standout tracks, In One Ear, Drones in the Valley, and the song that I'm probably going to talk about here in a second Ain't No Rest for the Wicked, which is, oh, yeah. which is kind of a big song. Breakout Moments, they did Lollapalooza. They bought the Bonnaroo twice. And where I saw them was on the Guitar Center Sessions around that time. So, oh, okay. Uh, which you can still check some of that out on, on YouTube. Uh, huh? YouTube, yeah. So uh, let's listen to the song that really made the band. It's really the tone that I love most by them. As I said, they've done quite a bit since then. Let's listen to Ain't No Rest for the Wicked by Cage the Elephant. Yeah. 
that's just a great song. Uh, that, yeah, I love that. That that's what made me like the band in the first place. Mm-hmm. And that and in one ear, two amazing songs. I almost went with in one ear as my song. I don't but know if I'm I know like, that one. Well, that's the problem. It's like people have, don't know it, but I'm like, they have a bunch of other songs that I kind of have to talk about. I, right. I only have three, uh, but I was like, ain't a rest of the wicked. I cannot not hear because if somebody somehow missed that, I had to make sure they heard it. It's sort of like Possum Kingdom for Toadies. Yeah. Right? Um, okay. The second album that came out in 2011 was Thank You, Happy Birthday, which I, I like the album quite a bit. They still have that sort of aggressive sort of punk indie sort of feel. Sabretooth Tiger, 2024, Sell Yourself. The hit Shake Me Down is a good tune. That's when they were touring with the Foo Fighters. In 2013, they did an album called Melophobia, which means the fear of music. And they actually took a little bit of a psychedelic spin on indie uh there's a lot of examples on the album uh it's just forever and hypocrite uh telescope seems to be a little bit more inspired and cigarette daydreams which is another one i almost put on uh which is a fantastic tune but it almost has a lumineers sort of feel Mm -hmm. for that sort of thing it's more of an acoustic like raw song which i like quite a bit so check that one out good album too the 2015 they came out with tell me i'm pretty a little less indie and even more nods to like the 60s and the beatles the song that i'm going to talk about is trouble it stands out a bit it's catchy and it almost seems like it was written by paul mccartney himself that's the kind of Hmm. vibe it goes with that so let's listen to trouble by cage the elephant spoke a lot of words i don't know if i spoke the truth Anyway, that's Trouble. I don't know if you've heard that one before, but... It sounds familiar, parts of it, but... I may have just heard it in passing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's as I said, there. It's just interesting to see the band transform from the rest from the wicket to that. Yeah, right. And but it's kind of what they were there, and then they kept moving, and they it's, they start touring with different people, and then their last album, they were touring with Beck. I could see that, and they actually did a song with Beck, and that's what I'm going to talk about. But oh, I can see that too. Uh, but the title track for the song, it's a, the album's called Social Cues, and it came out last year. He goes through, I saw it live, him do Social Cues. I think it was on, oh, it's probably on Kimmel or something. He did so many costume changes on it. It was amazing. And the song, Social Cues, I actually like a lot better than the song I want to talk about. But really good song. And they did an Iggy Pop collaboration. Broken Boy, he played with him on that. Ready to Go, Let's Stand is also pretty good, too. But the one I'm going to talk about is Night Running, which you may have heard with Beck. The move to the pop side, you can kind of see on this one, is like complete almost. But the great thing about Cage the Elephant, if you like a lot of different things, there's albums that you'll like by them. And that's why I thought it would be good to highlight Mm -hmm. them. So if you like the more raw type of stuff, I'd say Thank You, Happy Birthday, and Cage the Elephant. Stick with that. If you like the more psychedelic type of stuff you know melophobia and tell me i'm pretty and then social cues or something different and but social cues has some actually good songs on it too and night running is a good song i don't want to say it's not it's just different yeah so it strikes me as the band that probably if you only heard that that song uh no rest for the wicked where you're just gonna kind of 
put them in that box and pigeonhole them, which is what I think people often do. Yeah, but, yeah. And the bands can write a bunch of great songs and one of them kind of sticks when it comes to radio and then they end up getting like pulled into this world because of that song, but they're they're bigger and different than that. And I think that's what this band sounds like it is where it's like, sure, we made this song that's maybe a little catchy and is going to work on a lot of levels but there's more layers to the band and there's other well good they want to substance. be able to write whatever they feel yeah and not just write a bunch of that same song over right. and over for radio so yeah i give them credit because they stand out and they've been successful along the way yeah so let's listen to night running which is a little departure from even trouble so let's listen That was Night Running. That's and that's cool. uh, a little bit of a, a reggae feel on that one. Yeah, no, it's, it's yeah. a good song. I'm surprised. It's, it's, yeah, it's, I like it. Yeah, yeah. It's catchy. It's it's in that space. It's You can mm-hmm. see that becoming a hit. Mm-hmm. And Beck's part of that in that song. So, all right. What do you have in your last band of the six that you're bringing forth? Here it is, huh? Yeah. Okay. It's a band, this one called Sasquatch. Okay. They are another killer three piece also out of la another band that probably falls into that well definitely does in that stoner desert rock vibe which is kind of a theme with the bands i've been bringing here i really love this band it's really 70s inspired the fuzzed out riffs with lots of this catchy hooks you can really just throw any album on and and just rock out by the way there's yeah it's probably a lot of sasquatches huh there's a lot of sasquatches there are seven bands called sasquatch well it's the right one well not surprisingly the Sasquatch is hard to find. So I'm thinking it's this one. I'm going to go with this one. Maneuvers? Is that Yeah, that's going to be that band. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I think I first got turned on to him because I was a fan and friends of a band called House of Broken Promises who was playing with these guys a lot. And then I'd be at every show and then I was just like, wow, this, this band's amazing. They don't tour much anymore, but they still do record and perform and make music. And the bass player I had made friends with, and we used to go to Revolt Air shows because he'd turn me on to that band actually back in the day. So yeah, again, it's it's Stoner Rock, but they do it so good. It's a three piece, and uh, they just it's that fuzz. I think that's the best word to use for them. It's just that good fuzz tone on the and and a uh, great singer too. So the first song, let's let's do Boss Hog, actually off that first album. A little Dukes of Hazard reference. Go get him, Flash. (laughs) (laughs) Roscoe P. Goldtrain. Cool. Good introduction to the band. Um, like I said, it's all about that fuzz tone, right? This that like. Were they able to catch Sasquatch? That's my question. <laughs> they're still on that. <laughs> they're still mission. on that. Yeah. I saw the TV show. I figured they were part of that. Right? <laughs> they should. That's great marketing. If they yeah, get that would on be board great. With that, yeah. Boom. 
But unfortunately, the other eight people who have their name. Will... <laughs> well, they're all wrong. Well, they're first, so I figured they yeah. were. They look like they're a band as far as the other yeah, people. They're, like they're established a... somewhat. I mean, they're they're on Small Stone Records, I think. I don't know where that is, but but yeah, they're at least signed. Yeah, yeah, that's all good. <laughs> Uh, next song is Cracks in the Pavement. Again, you know, you're going to get what you get with the Stone Rock band with these just riffs, groove, fuzzy tone, and good vocals. Cracks in the pavement and the silver spoon. Yeah, that might more. be a little is artistic. That it? Uh, no, was that? Oh, that was Cats in the Cats Cradle. Uh, was but it works. <laughs> no, I, I, I was making You it could up. do a mashup there. There we go. <laughs> You can tell I have a uh, yeah, soft yeah. spot for Stone Rock and three-piece bands. Also. Yeah, it's like if it sounds vaguely grunge, you're in. It's it's just that like uh, fuzz tone. Yeah, merged, yeah, yeah, that's good. No, yeah. but they're good though. Yeah, dig it. Well, so, and that was more representative of when they first kind of uh, hit the scene and came out. Um, and they have a, a newer album, like you said, Maneuvers. There's a song called Drown All the Evidence that I think is is good. It kind of represents a little bit more, not maturity, but just a kind of progression of of their writing and awareness. And they also have a different drummer who is actually the singer for a band called Roadsaw that I really like. Um, so I, I like the band even better now because it's like two of my favorite bands put together. But There you go. So yeah, the last song from the last band is Drown All the Evidence. Okay. Well, last band for you. I still have one yeah. coming. Well, it's the last one that matters. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, no, you're, you'll actually like my last band. like that one quite a bit yeah it's good groove yeah that one's uh that's good okay. that's a good album too that one if you want to check out that old one yeah that's maneuvers right mm-hmm. yeah okay cool all right i have one more left i decided to turn up the volume on a band that i know you know mm-hmm. and this is a side band for a bigger band the band that i have as my 12th my, the sixth for me <laughs> band you should be listening to is the plague that makes your booty move. The infectious, infectious grooves. They're awesome. They're awesome. Good pick. They're on the borderline, but they're a little bit obscure enough where people sure may not are. have heard them. Yeah. yeah. Robert Trejo. Trejo. I never Trujillo. Seen, Trujillo. Yeah. He's one of the founders of the band, and he's also the bassist for them, and he's also the bassist for Metallica now. Yeah. He also played with Suicidal Tendencies, which a lot of the people who are in Infectious Grooves did as well. But he um, was. But I mean, the band's still going. But he's not. 
really well, oh he, he he's written every album he's oh yeah he is I'm, every I'm thinking album. of how suicidal tendencies has gone yeah suicidal tendencies has been changing yeah. quite a bit but whenever they come back for infectious grooves he may not, he's not touring with them now they have like this whole nother people that's touring with them yeah it's kind of a weird it's a vibe. mashup of both the bands now i think that's what makes it confusing is that suicidal tendencies and infectious yeah, grooves and, are like and it's other th- side project psycho it's kind of in there and, psycho Michael, yeah. yeah you know it's all throwing into this one yeah. little the bubble but infectious grooves definitely should get a a nod and some attention to yeah obviously funk metal yeah and he played with ozzy too and that's why totally, Ozzy's yeah. actually on one of their songs yeah i think if you like primus faith no more uh you'll probably like infectious mm-hmm. grooves and suicidal tendencies obviously my friend dan turned me on to the band through an album the one that you can't get online for some reason is by far their best album. By far Sir their Sipia best Sipia album. Sark? No. Oh. The Plague That Makes Your Booty Move. Oh, yeah. The first, isn't that the first one? Yeah. And it's not available on streaming. Oh. And all, even Sisypia's Ark has several songs were already on the first album mm. in the studio version, and they kind of do something new with it. That album is one of my favorite albums, period. I think that's in the space there. I mean, Mike Muir and, and everybody, it's, the whole band is fantastic. And it's in that rock rap space. Oh, so good. But yeah, it is. But it's it's more on the the tip of that yeah. to the funk oh, kind of yeah. yeah. Yeah, but it's the groove. It's everything. I'll just walk through their albums real quick. I'm really going to talk about the play that makes the booty move a lot in this. And I actually may just play three songs from there because there's so many good ones. Yeah, find it if you can't find it anywhere. Look it up on YouTube and grab it that way, or not grab it, but listen to it on YouTube. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Grab it, too. No, I don't, got, I don't know what that is. Uh, the standouts on this are Punk It Up, You Lie in Your Breath Stank, and Do the Sinister, <laughs> yeah. uh, Infectious Grooves, Monster Skank, and Therapy, of course. Circipius uh, uh, Arc in, in 93 was kind of a rehash of some of the Plague songs. Some new songs and some covers. Oh, yeah. Immigrant Song they did. Yeah, and, and Fame. Fame. That yeah. was a good cover. Yeah. Uh, Three-Headed Mind Pollution is, mm. and uh, The Freaks Are Here to Party are my... Standout ones besides the two cover songs, which are standout mm. as well. Uh, the next album, 94, they came up with Family Groove Psycho. Solid album, standout, violent and funky. Uh, yeah. Groove Family Psycho, Rules Go Out the Window, and Do What I Tell You are, are the ones that really stood out for me. And the one that I almost missed was Mes Borracho. They have that one. Yeah, which Mas came Baracho. out Baracho yeah. in uh, 2000, which is Very another one you cannot find streaming. So just so you know. Oh, I haven't seen it. Uh, yeah, I found I have it too. Yeah, you can find the streaming. Just get on YouTube. Standouts, just a little bit. Lock it in the pocket. Good times are out to get you and Bracho, oh, yeah. uh, or Mas Bracho. It was a good album. Yeah, it is. Groove Family Psycho is quite good too. Sisyphus uh, Arc, I really is not one of my favorites. Really? Oh, that was the first one I actually got. Yeah, I know, but that's no, I get it. Yeah. I get it. It was like it's where you start, but the plague that makes your booty move was up here. Yeah, yeah. And then Sisyphus was like here. I listened to it. I had it. Mm-hmm. I, bought, I have that on tape. I think it's you know it's a good album, but it was never the first album because the sure. first album was literally you go through that album. There's not a bad song on, on that album. Whatever they did. Whatever magic they came to bear with that. Anyway, let's get to the songs. I'm going to start with the first one that starts the album off, Punk It Up, which starts with Trejo's bass into a drum groove. I can imagine thinking, is this a funk album? And then, bam, hits you with that heavy guitar and the cool rhythm, the awesome bass. It, it just goes infectiously. I love like the laughing they do in it. Yeah, yeah. It's you know, I, I saw them actually in maybe, I don't know, I feel like it's five-ish years ago at the oh, nice. Whiskey. They right. It was like this random thing that came up and it was hard to get tickets and I like 
last minute nabbed him. But it was cool because it had Stephen Perkins on drums from Jane's Addiction, sure, and sure. then Jim Martin from Faith No More was playing guitar with I, them. I saw the I saw the they had that video on YouTube. So yeah, I and I was there. Yeah, you yeah. could probably see me. I'm super tall in the front, like in everyone's way. It was a fun show because like Sarsipius came out with like he had the the mask yeah, the on mask, and yeah. all this stuff. So it was a whole like cool like package to go and like be there. Oh, that'd be fun. I'd definitely go yeah. see them. Yeah, it was wild. Yeah, so let's listen to Punk It Up a little bit, and then we'll talk some more about infectious groups. That's the intro. It's so amazing. But let me get a little bit of uh, some of the singing part of it. Here we go. Yeah, I can listen to the whole song. Mike Muir is crazy. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> that's great. Oh, all right, uh, next song. Like when I first heard Infectious Grooves, the next song is what I heard first because I was a big fan of the person involved with the song at the time, which was Ozzy. He did a song called Therapy. Yeah. The wah guitar in the beginning and the cool funk, and then the, you hear the whistle, like the train whistle, almost like Crazy Train or whatever. The guitars come up, and you can hear it's Ozzy's players that, that he's he's involved in this. And when he sings therapy, and they did a music video for this and everything. This is this tune is probably my guess at why this album isn't streaming. Oh, because he's on it? Yeah, because mm. I think that they're very, very That's, tight. That could be, yeah. That's just my guess. I don't know. There could be other things. Anyway, let's listen to a bit of therapy for the five seconds I can play it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's listen to therapy here. That's a good stuff, right? Yep. <laughs> Takes me back. Yeah. And I was like, <clears throat> you, you just realized that little line that he sung for that song, it just raised that song up like yeah. that. <laughs> it's just like, you just, you don't realize what a voice or a, one of those people hitting. I guess it's just because he's just so iconic in his own right that as soon as yeah, you hear him, it just kind of voice. pulls you up. And wow, I was, I, it blew me away. I was like, oh my gosh, what is this? So I picked up the album and then I loved everything on the album. Yeah, just his appearance probably brought a lot of exposure to to the band anyway. Yeah, I mean, that's what I said. That's what my first intro into it was. Mm-hmm. My, he, he shared some, like, my friend sh- shared some tracks with me at one point, but the Ozzy thing just like, whew. yeah. I was like, oh my gosh, a new Ozzy song. I got to get it. You know, that sort of thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then it was like, uh, the album just like, mm-hmm. crazy good. So, and I was in the Faith of More and other stuff like that. Yeah, too. it makes so sense. It was, yeah, I was in that space. So, the last song that I'm going to talk to you about is Monster Skank. Although I had to explain my my daughter what skank is, yeah, what what's a skank? <laughs> so she always comes up with the question. Just say you know they misspelled skunk. Yeah, something. 
Uh, but anyway, a heavy, deep growl and what sounds like a baritone guitar when he's playing. Mm. Either that or he's tuned down or something. Probably. The doubling of the vocal with the monsters, because the monster is singing along. And it's great. I, I think like Sesame Street, like, you know, like the, like the <laughs> it's a monster. <laughs> you know, that sort of thing. Yeah. But, but he sings along. You can hear it in the background with it. It's just classic. But the best part of the song is the bass line. The walking down bass line. It's just crazy. Yeah. Let's listen to Monster Skank. I just want you to hear the monster part at the end. I love that part. (laughs) It's a Sesame Street kid inside of me. (laughs) Oh, Lordy. So, uh, my in the top, I put Scott H. Byram. Good guy. And Seth watching in the bottom six. I I have to give it a little extra cred because you have a tattoo of him on your arm. Yeah, it's a little special. Yeah, there you go. I don't have Sasquatch on me. No. <laughs> yeah. Well, your whole face is gas. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You got your so hair going more. everywhere. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna put infectious grooves at the top only because it's a special place in my heart. I know. I already had it written down. Yeah, you know it is. Yeah. Okay. Now we're gonna argue and put these in order <laughs> from all the episodes, and then we're gonna give you a one through twelve list back in two seconds. We're gonna take you behind the scenes for a quick second with me and Jake putting things in order for this. Our discussion took a lot longer than you're hearing. But here you go. Since we already broke it up into our top three from us and our bottom three from us on the past three episodes, why don't we just start with the top? Let's rank the other person's artists one through three and then the top of the ones will go head to head on one the twos will go head to head on three and four and the threes will go head to head on four and five uh, and five and six so you can't say like of course my three are the best or whatever all right i got my three okay i'm gonna do asylum on the hill number one i really like them a lot my number two is scott h byram and my third is king i feel like Infectious Grooves deserves to be one, okay. then Dirty favorite. Honey, then Seventh Wonder. Okay. Well, let's 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 try to uh, rank the bottom half. Maybe we can do. <laughs> you have uh, Rock Candy Funk Party, Toadies, and Cage the Elephant, which are I think I did a decent job with the bottom three. I'll do it in the order you said: Rock Candy, Toadies, and Cage. And I'll do my order: uh, Seamless, yeah. Sasquatch. And revolt. Yeah. Everybody, we are back, and you actually heard some of that as we were debating. <laughs> After so much I, debate and yeah, deliberation. And we were deliberating, and we came to a consensus between the two of us, which is crazy enough. Um, <laughs> okay. Number 12 is Revolt. I can Revoltaire is number 12. Number 11 is Cage the Elephant. <laughs> number 10 is Sasquatch. 
Number nine is the Toadies. Number eight is Seamless. Number seven is Rock Candy Funk Party. Number six is Seventh Wonder. Number five is King. Number four is Dirty Honey. Number three is Scott H. Byram. Number two is Asylum on the Hill. And number one is Infectious Grooves. There you have it. Wow. So those are the 12 bands you should be listening to. And it really doesn't matter what order it is. Yeah. So if there's any bands there that kind of fit your style and what you like, go for that. If you want to go by order, go for Infectious Grooves. If you haven't checked them out, do that now. And just work your way down the list. Dick, how was this for you? Like this new format? Was this more fun? It's fun. Interesting. It's a marathon here, but I think it's worth it. It's fun to well, kind of go through. It's three podcasts in one. So. Yeah. But it's cool because we're not confined to a band or anything. It really showcases our taste and things that sure. really feel like there's special bands that we want to. Because, I don't know, there's a music snob in all of us where you kind of sure, want sure. to sit yeah. here and be like, you need to hear this band. So that's what yeah. I'm always doing. So this was great in that sense. And it was funny. To. Like It was part of me was like with some of the bands you put forward I'm like oh you need to hear this band but it wasn't on my list so I wasn't mm. I couldn't go there yeah we, we could go do several of these several episodes these, yeah, <laughs> yeah. so thank you for being a part of this let us know if you like it we're gonna try something even uh, I think well let's keep it a secret yet <laughs> but I think if this went well and I hope it did we're gonna try something else coming up in uh, next month I think thank you for hanging out with us on these three podcasts we will see you in couple weeks check out our videos if you like the whiskey stuff a taste of whiskey if you like us being idiots (laughs) we'll try it all right thanks so much be well